This is Aspen Public Radio's Nonprofit in the Spotlight. I'm Cornelia Carpenter. Spellbinders is in the spotlight this month and we'll be discussing the power of stories and connecting generations through storytelling. Very loud voice. Whoa, yum! That was the best mountain lion I ever ate. <laughs> That's Annie Sinton. She's a volunteer storyteller for Spellbinders and told a story at Explore Booksellers just a few weeks ago. For our final week with Spellbinders, I spoke with Executive Director Catherine Scales Johnson to discuss the impact of Spellbinders on the wider Roaring Fork Valley and the future of the organization. We just finished our 25th year, and I think most nonprofits like to grow and evolve and have their mission adapt with the times. That's really not our goal. Storytelling is 300,000 years old. There's a question among scientists of what, what came first, storytelling or language, and did language evolve so that people could share their stories? But it's fading from this world. When screams are everywhere, good face-to-face -face personal communication is really fading in this time. And so what I look 10, 20, 25 years from now, it would still be maintaining this ancient art that connects elders to youth in a really personal way. And I think if you look at the research, it's really critical to literacy. Listening and speaking are the basic platforms of literacy that evolve far before reading and writing. Being able to imagine something in your head, being able to visualize is a key component of reading comprehension, but is also the key component of all further abstract thought, and yet kids are losing this ability, and we hear this time and again from teachers, that the key component they like is that we're teaching kids to visualize in their heads. And fifth grade Aspen middle school teacher Amy Gray agrees. She says modern technology is not the only threat Spellbinders faces. Teachers feel ever-increasing pressure to spend class time teaching state-mandated standards. As much as we love having the storyteller come to the schools, it's the feeling that we have to get through the curriculum. We have to, oh, I have to teach this vocabulary lesson. I have to teach this reading lesson. How It's one more thing that sometimes you feel like you have to fit in. So I really hope that every teacher in this valley is listening and, and really kind of understands the background of Spellbinders and how relevant and important and enriching it is to the students. And it's not just one more thing to fit in, that it's this incredible experience for children. And Grace says there's so much value in sitting still and listening to a long story. The students get to listen and engage and just enjoy the beauty of the art and listen to the, the full story. Because I think often in schools, you know, maybe we're reading a chapter book and you hear a chapter, or maybe we're reading an article, a nonfiction article. So they read, a sh you know, something short, but this is typically has a beginning, middle, and end. They, they hear the rising action. They kind of sit on the edge of their she seat as they're trying to determine what's going to happen at the end of the story. It provides this nice balance between kind of the more academic, stringent testing environment with something that's exciting and brings pleasure to the classroom. Scales Johnson says that Spellbinders does have a long-term positive impact on a student's success, even if it's subtle at first. This has never happened in this valley, but it has happened in several school districts on the Front Range, where a, a new young principal comes in and kicks everything out of the school where the teacher can't exactly correlate the activity to rises in testing scores. I think that mentality robs kids of a lot of things, not just spellbinder storytellers, but so many enriching activities that the research really shows do in fact, in insidious ways, 
lead to increases in testing scores and are critical not only to the enrichment of children, but to their long-term excess, how they feel about themselves in later life. And so there's that tension between exact test scores and does this activity move the test scores for this student today versus are we enriching the quality of life and the cognitive ability of this child for the long term? The volunteers are the heart and soul of Spellbinders, and Scales Johnson says they help make her job the most rewarding. We have 400 volunteers who I would estimate the average age is between 69 and 70. And the energy and excitement is palpable when you see that many people giving back to the community in such a creative, meaningful way with something they're passionate about. Working with our volunteers feeds my soul. They are the most giving, passionate, fun group of people I've ever seen. Learn more about Spellbinders and how you can become a volunteer storyteller at aspenpublicradio.org, where you can also learn more about the nonprofit in the Spotlight feature.